Thank you for listening to our podcast on iHeartRadio app or however you're listening to this old-time radio program. You know, old-time radio has never lost its entertainment value, so why not own all these great shows? Old-time radio DVD has a special offer to our iHeartRadio listeners. Now listen carefully. Go to otrdeal.com for discounts on all of our collections of old-time radio classic TV TV, movies, cartoons, and serials. All of our collections are on external hard drives, which makes it really convenient and cost-saving. Go to otrdeal.com. You'll be glad you did. Woodbury, for the skin you love to touch. Woodbury brings you direct from Hollywood, the Woodbury Double Feature. First, Hollywood's best-known, best-loved reporter, Luella Parsons, with exclusive news about your favorite stars, direct from the glamour center of the world. And Hollywood Mystery Time, starring Constance Moore and Dennis O'Keefe. Now, time for a Hollywood beauty tip. Girls... Now you can make sure of perfectly matte shades of makeup tones the same way Hollywood stars do. And I mean a good many of the really famous beauties, like Maria Montez, now in Universal Sudan. Those lovely stars don't like to depend on hit or miss matching of makeup shades any more than you do. The perfect answer is Woodbury Matched Makeup. Perfectly matte shades of powder, lipstick, and rouge to make you lovelier than ever before. Wonderfully becoming shades of Woodbury lipstick and rouge are included at no extra cost in every dollar-sized box of Woodbury Film Finish face powder. You can find your most becoming Film Finish powder shade for as little as 10 cents. Perhaps it's Woodbury Sun Peach or Radiant Champagne Rochelle, summer shades to dramatize the appeal of sun-kissed skin. When you find your best Woodbury shade, get the dollar-sized box of Film Finish powder that includes at no extra cost matching lipstick and rouge. Get it tonight and trust Woodbury to make you the queen supreme of his heart. And now, here she is, Luella Parsons. Hello to all of you from Hollywood. I'll try to give you a picture of peacetime in movie land if the broadcast doesn't break as it did last Sunday. Yes, that's exactly what happened. And to all of you who inquired, I say a big thank you. Well, here's another one come true. In half an hour, June Allison becomes the bride of Dick Paul. The ceremony takes place at the home of the Johnny Greens. Dick and June will honeymoon on the boat. Exclusive. Colonel William Wyler and his wife, the former Margaret Talachet, welcome their third child in the spring. She'll know next week whether or not it's twins. Shirley Temple is buying her trousseau. She tells me she will marry Sergeant John Aker within the next six weeks. Didn't I tell you they wouldn't wait those three years? Yesterday, Nan Gray and her husband, Jack Westrow, famous jockey, faced George Rafferty at the police station, where he is being held on charges of posing as Westrow. He visited smart cafes and said that he and Nan were being divorced. For a whole week, Nan's been busy denying that she's getting a divorce. Miriam Hopkins, who welcomed Ray Brock home from overseas with open arms, is expected to become... The Newspaper Man's Bride, and very soon. With a dove of peace riding high, Johnny Weissmiller hopes his wife catches the spirit and takes him back. 
Johnny Tomey still loves her. Meanwhile, the lady is asking for $250,000 settlement, which you can bet brought on another Tarzan Yale. Corporal Bill Lundigan and Rena Morgan are honeymooning today. He was once a Warner star and is now a Marine hero. They were married last night. It's sad to hear that June Lang, former star now married to Captain William Morgan, lost her baby on the very same day that Lynn Berry's infant died. By a very strange coincidence, both young mothers are in adjoining hospital rooms, and both babies died of the same ailment, an enlarged heart. Denise, daughter of Hetty Lamar and John Loder, will be baptized next week with a ceremony befitting a young lady of her prominence. Betty Davis will be her godmother, and director John Farrell, her godfather. Red Skelton is in a rest camp, and he's improving daily. At least his sense of humor is intact. He writes me he is the only guy in the Army to get the poison oak leaf. He went for a walk and caught it. The Well Parsons Medal this week goes to Hal Wallace's love letter. It's a highly dramatic story of a girl who suffers from amnesia and who doesn't know whether or not she murdered her husband. You'll find it one of the year's most artistic and unusual offerings. And the medal for the best performances go to Jennifer Jones as a mentally sick, bewildered girl. You'll never doubt after this characterization that Jennifer is indeed a great actress. And Joseph Cotton, one of my favorite actors, is but grand as a young man who helps Jennifer find her way back to normal life. Cecilia Parker, Andy Hardy's movie sister, is expecting her second child the end of September. Such wonderful news for Evelyn Ackers and her mother. The brother reported missing in action is alive. Two letters arrived from him on peace day, stating he had been lost in the Burma jungle. He's been decorated twice. Remember the boy who played the football coach in a Yank at Eaton, Greg Barton? That boy, under his real name, of Lieutenant Harold W. Barker, has become one of Hollywood's heroes. He has just received the silver, silver star for conspicuous gallantry under fire on Iwo Jima. To close my program tonight, on this day of meditation, I would like to read a prayer, especially written for my listeners by Robert Nathan, noted author and poet. Father of us all, who put into our hands the dreadful power of the sun, put now into our hearts its warmth and goodness. Turn us to peace as we return, against our will, to destruction. Turn us to love as we return, against our will, to hate. Teach us, who were patient in suffering, to be gentle in our strength and to remember anguish for their sake, who suffered anguish for us. Teach us, who would hold earth's destiny in our hands, to say, I am my brother's keeper, here under heaven forever. Amen. The Well of Parsons will be back again next Sunday. And now the makers of Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream, beauty cream for the skin you love to touch, present Dennis O'Keefe and Constance Moore in Hollywood Mystery Time. Tonight, the case of murder by coincidence. <laughs> Travel folders will tell you that Hollywood is an ideal vacation spot. 
But when film producer Jim Lawton catches that get-away-from-it-all feeling, his eyes turn toward the peace and quiet of Breezy Point Lodge. So we find Jim and his good friend, Detective Captain Cook, idly paddling over the calm blue waters of beautiful Lake Arrowhead with nary a worry and hardly a care. Ah, Cookie, this is the life. No conferences, no temperamental stars, uh, no murders, no women. Hey, Jim, look. That woman out there near the point, she's in trouble. Well, let's go. Give me that other paddle, Cookie. All right. Help! Oh, save me! Help! A little more to the left, Cookie. Okay. Now, here's the spot, but... Well, she's going under. I'm diving in, Cookie. Hold it, Jim. She's coming up on the other side. Well, hello, Jim. Well, I'll be darned. Gloria. Why, you... Uh, 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 don't you dare strike me with that oar. What are you doing here? I thought I told you... Well, since I was in charge of the office while you were gone, I voted myself a vacation. And just by the merest coincidence, I chose Breezy Point Lodge. Coincidence, huh? Mm-hmm. Connivance would be more like it. And now, after that delicious supper, our schedule calls for a nice, quiet walk in the cool mountain breeze. Oh, you've certainly taken charge of this vacation of mine in a hurry. Yes, darling. Uh, coming, Cookie? No, I think I'll smoke this one out. All right. Darling, now that we're alone, won't you at least admit you like the idea a little? Hmm? Oh, I like it a lot, but... But what? Well, it, it's too quiet. If only something would happen. Oh, Jim. Oh, I'm sorry, Gloria. Tell me again. Who do you love? Mr. Lawton. <gasps> oh, oh. Oh, gosh. For a minute, Gloria, I thought your voice was changing. Uh, who is it? It's me, Willard Spiro. Oh, yes, yes, the lawyer. I've heard of you. Can we talk alone? It's very important. Uh, this is Gloria Dean, my secretary. Anything you say to me goes into her ears, too. Well, I've heard of your reputation for solving murders, and I Don't thought... tell me somebody's been murdered already. Not yet, Miss Dean, but someone will be. Hmm. You know who that someone is? Yes. Who? Me. Well, how do you know? Has anyone threatened you? No, but... Well, I can just feel my life is in jeopardy. Well, you can't just feel those things, Mr. Spiro. Have you had any forewarning, an accident maybe, or, or a note? No, 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 nothing like that, Mr. Lawton. All I know is someone is going to murder me, and I, I need protection. Well, I, I'd like to help, but how? Stay with me. Don't leave me for a single minute. Well, look, Mr. Spiro, Jim isn't a bodyguard. He hasn't a body for it. Oh. I don't want a bodyguard. I had one up until tonight, but I fired him. Now I'm alone, and I, I'm afraid. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do, Mr. Spiro. Captain Cook of the Los Angeles Police is here. I'll have him keep an eye on you. How's that? Well, all right, but you'll watch out for me, too, won't you? Oh, yes, of course. Now, you go on inside the hotel. There's less danger of an accident in there than out here in the dark. We'll join you in a few minutes. All right. Thanks, Lawton. Thanks. I, I'll see you inside. Oh. What do you think, Jim? I'd say he needs a psychiatrist more than he needs a bodyguard. There's someone on the other side of the bushes who's been listening in. I'm going to take a look. Go ahead, Mr. Lawton. Take a good long look. Do you like my left profile or right? Why, it's a girl. Yes, yes, and a rather attractive one at that. Doesn't anyone see me, too? I'm Rona Spiro, and uh, this is my ex-fiance, David Morgan. I take it the gentleman that just left is your father. Mm, yes. Say, I remember you, young lady. You pulled a fake fainting act on me yesterday to get a screen test. <laughs> I 
Is this another one of your little concoctions? No, I assure you my father is really serious. He actually believes someone's going to murder him. It's purely in his own mind, of course, absolutely without foundation. Now, my theory as a psychologist is... You seem a little young to be a psychologist, Mr. Morgan. Well, I completed Psych 1 at Brentwood College, which does lift me out of the layman's class, you know. Anyhow, my theory is the old man suffers from delusions of persecution. Hmm, He may have something there, Jim. Mm, Maybe. Uh, One question, Rona. Do you know anyone who might want to murder your father? (laughs) No, of course not. Except, well, except David here. Uh, Yes, that's true. You see, Rona and I were engaged, and Mr. Spiro broke it up for the most preposterous reason. (laughs) He insisted I was too young. (laughs) Why, that is dreadful, David. Anyone can see you're at least uh, 19. Uh, Well, uh, almost. I'll be 19 in December. Gloria, I think we ought to warn Captain Cook about this suspicious character. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm harmless enough. According to Previd's criminology and criminals, I'm just not the type for murder. Well, it, it happens that I am. Coming, Gloria? Right. Goodbye, Mr. Lawton. And uh, if anyone is murdered, you can be sure you'll be the first one I call. And that cookie is the whole story. What a cast. A movie-mad debutante, her young lover, and a frightened father. What do you make of it? Well, since you ask me, I think they're all nuts. It could be. But you will look after the old man, won't you? Yeah, sure. Which one is he? That bald-headed old gentleman sitting at the table near the window. Oh, yeah. Hey, who's the bird with him? Don't know. Suppose we go over and see. Right. Mr. Spiro? Yes. Remember me? Jim Lawton? I'm sorry. I can't say that I do. Huh? But you, well, well, we just met a few... Would you excuse me, gentlemen? I see my daughter coming. I have to talk to her. Most important. Uh, well, of course. Well, of all the... You'll have to excuse him, Mr. Lawton. Eccentricity, you know. Millionaire's privilege. He has the habit of forgetting people a few minutes after he meets them. Uh, you know him well, then? Oh, of course. I'm Kenneth Douglas, junior partner in the far- firm of uh, Spiro and Douglas. Douglas? Douglas? Didn't I read in the society section that you and Rona Spiro were engaged? Yes, but don't take that too seriously. You see, her dad figured that if I were engaged to her, it might ward off fortune hunters. Mm. From the actions of young Rona, she seems to be a very willing target. Well, if you'll excuse us now, Mr. Oh, Douglas. Certainly, certainly. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, what's up now, Jim? Yeah, why the sudden exit out of the dining room? Spiro was motioning us to follow him. Oh, where is he, Jim? I don't see him. Over here. Quickly, come in. Come in, I'd better shut the door. No one must know you're here. Anything happened? No, not yet, but it will. Tell me, Mr. Sparrow, why did you pretend you didn't know us in the dining room? I didn't want Douglas to know I'd spoken to you. Then he's one of your suspects. Yes, he's been trying to take over my law practice for years. He's a good lawyer, but a little too ambitious. I'll keep an eye on him, Mr. Sparrow. You've nothing to worry about. Oh, he's not the only one. Oh, you mean, you mean there are other people you suspect as possible murderers? Three others. Young David Morgan, for one. The 19-year-old? He knows I forbid him to see her, yet he followed Rona up here to Arrowhead. Well, what have you against him? He's an irresponsible pup. And since Rona's my heir, she must be protected from men like Morgan who are interested only in her money. Um, who else is on your list, Mr. Spiro? The bodyguard I fired tonight. I caught him trying to make love to my daughter. Did he have any success? Of course not professional wrestler with a face like a yellow squash. She called for me. That's how I found out. Well, at last we find one man who doesn't interest little Rona. What was that? Uh, nothing. Uh, any others, Mr. Spiro? Well, I, I hate to say it, but my own daughter may be a possibility. She's a fiery girl, as you can well guess. Mm, uh, we've guessed. And as you can see, Rona would inherit my fortune if I was gone. Well, 
Uh, we've met three of your suspects, Mr. Spiro, and frankly, they all appear harmless enough. My advice is lock your doors and windows and go to sleep. Yes, and we'll see you in the morning. Try to forget your fears. Captain Cook here will look out for you. Thank you, Mr. Lawton and Captain Cook. I'm counting on you, but I'm also warning you. If I'm murdered, it will be one of the four I mentioned. Don't let that murderer go unpunished. Good night, gentlemen. Well, I'm off to bed. Good night, dear. Good night, Gloria. Well, Cookie, let's hope Mr. Spiro doesn't have a bad dream tonight. Yeah, fine thing. I get away for a few days of vacation and then run into a crackpot who thinks he's going to get murdered. <coughs> Spiro. No, no, that was Gloria out in the terrace. Let's go. Gloria. Gloria, what happened? Oh, I was walking across the terrace. Someone behind me said, Rona, I love you, or something like that. Oh, he was the most hideous monster I've ever seen. Oh, that must be the ex-bodyguard with the face like a squash. Well, worse than that. A squashed squash with cauliflower ears. Well, I don't think you bother you anymore, darling. It's Rona he's after, not you. Oh, Jim. I'm going to see that horrible face all night in my dreams. Well, dear, just think of my face instead. Oh, no, Jim. That would be almost as bad. Cookie, uh, did you hear someone? No, no, go back to sleep. It's only a bad dream. I tell you, I heard something. Sounded like a door shutting. Well, doors can't stay open all the time. That's why they have hinges. I'm going to check Spiro's room. Coming? Oh, all right. Well, no one out in the hall, Jim. Let's go back to sleep. No, not yet. Come on, Cookie. This is Spiro's room, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess you won't be happy until we try the door. It's open. Something must have happened to Spiro. Turn on the light. Okay, if I can find one. Look, Spiro, what did I tell you? Sleeping like a baby. Well, I'm going to see for sure. Shh, don't waken him. I won't, Cookie. He's dead. mystery time will continue in just a moment. Meanwhile, a Hollywood beauty special. Girls, here's how you can help keep your complexion just as attractively soft and smooth as many a Hollywood stars. You can do it with just one cream, Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. Complete Beauty Cream was created to do so much more than ordinary one-purpose cream. Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream gives complete complexion care because it serves all four basic beauty purposes. It cleanses thoroughly. It softens and smooths your skin. Woodbury's a smooth, clinging powder base and beauty-rich night cream that fights against old-looking dry skin lines. With Woodbury, you're sure you're guarding against the unsightly roughness and pores of underprivileged skin. That's the unlovely result of halfway cleansing and care. So make sure of complete complexion care the Hollywood way with Woodbury. Here's another beauty plus. Only Woodbury has exclusive Sterotin, always purifying the cream in the jar against blemish-causing germs. Girls, don't delay. For lovelier skin, begin right away with Woodbury. W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y. Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. (laughs) 
now back to the Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream program, Hollywood Mystery Time, starring Constance Moore and Dennis O'Keefe. He's dead all right, isn't he, Doc? Yes, there's no doubt about it. Any traces of poison? None, whatever. If you ask me, it was an ordinary heart attack, probably caused by old age. Mm, maybe. No, maybe is about it. There are no signs of violence in the room, Jim. Spiral most likely passed out from heart failure, probably aggravated by his abnormal fear. But, Cookie, all those warnings and the four suspects. Mere coincidence. I can't believe it. How about the open door? I can answer that. Oh, Rona, we're awfully sorry. Here, sit down. Thanks. Uh, go ahead, Rona. What about the door? Well, I... I came into Dad's room about 11 last night to say goodnight. Sleeping so soundly, I, I didn't want to disturb him. Then I left, and, well, I'm sure I forgot to lock the door behind me. All the more possibility it might be murder, Cookie. Maybe you'd better send up a Los Angeles medical examiner for an autopsy. This is out of my jurisdiction, Jim. I can't do anything. Cookie, I can't forget that old man's warning. Don't let the murderer go unpunished. He kept repeating it. Jim's right, Cookie. Why don't you use your influence to get the local authorities to put you in charge of the case? What case? Why, if the police were called in to investigate every heart fatality, we'd have no time for eating or sleeping. Well, maybe... Maybe Mr. Lawton is right. Captain Cook, I wish you would investigate. Well, in that case, I guess we've got a case. What'd you find out, Cookie? Nothing. The old man died of a heart attack, all right. Not a single clue? Well, just one, if you can call it that. Then he found a needle mark on the dead man's arm. Then that's it. That proves it was murder. Now, hold it, Jim. There's no evidence of any poison or serum entering his system. It's probably nothing more than an accidental jab with a safety pin. Oh, I realize it's not much to go on, Cookie, but perhaps a poison was used that disintegrated in his body, leaving no traces. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I'm going to check on that angle anyhow. Jim... Jim, I've got an idea. We have four suspects, haven't we? Mm, brilliant deduction. No, now, wait a minute. If the murder was done somehow with a needle, then whoever did it must have that needle very much on his mind. I can't argue with that. Well, then why not work the old psychological association test? Association test? Yeah. Wonderful. I get it. That's where you list a word and then ask the person to answer with the first word that comes to his mind. Right. And if that person hesitates on the key word, needle, well, well then we've got them. Well, it's not too positive a test, Jim, but... Well, it's certainly worth a try. Good. I'll get all the uh, suspects together for dinner. And don't forget Mr. Squash Face. He looks like a gorilla, and I want to see if he eats like a man. Very thoughtful of you to invite us all to dinner, Mr. Lawton. My pleasure, Rona. Don't you think so, David? Well, uh, to corner phrase, a condemned man ate a hearty dinner. Who are you referring to, my boy? Well, Mr. Douglas, why do you suppose Lawton here invited us to dinner? We're the logical four suspects, and he hopes one of us will give himself away. No, uh, uh, here, have a piece of cake, Mr. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, what is your name? Cram, only in wrestling circles I'm known as Cranberry. Crushed Cranberry would be more appropriate. Well, Cram, how about some cake, eh? It's delicious. No, thanks. You never touch the stuff. My beauty diet, you know. <laughs> well, suppose we all adjourn to the next room. There's a little game I'm sure you'll all enjoy. Oh, Jim, you're so thoughtful. 
trying to make me forget my sorrow. Now, you folks go on into the next room with Captain Cook. Gloria and I will join you in a moment. All set with the association test, Gloria? Yeah, yeah, I have the seven words. Now, you time the reactions and watch for any hesitation on that key word, needle. Okay, we'll call them in one by one. Uh, who's first? Mm, makes no difference. Well, how about Ken Douglas? I always did like a man with gray streaks that run helter-skelter through his hair. Gloria, please concentrate on the test. It may send Mr. Douglas running helter-skelter to the electric chair. Oh, Douglas, will you come in? Lawton, just what kind of a game is this? Test of wits? Mm, something like that. I'll mention a word, and then you answer with the first word that comes to your mind. Okay, shoot. Well, that's not exactly the word we had in mind, but uh, you're thinking in the right direction. All ready, Mr. Douglas? Yes. All right, let's go. Black. White. Bread. Butter. Nail. Hammer. Sugar. Salt. Man. Woman. Needle. Thread. Money. Uh, money. A dollar. <laughs> That's all, Mr. Douglas. Uh, would you call Mr. Cram and please don't tell any of the others about the game? I won't. Oh, <laughs> well, what do you make of it? Shh. Here comes Squash Face. <laughs> You want me? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say a word, and then you answer with the first word that comes to your mind. You understand? No. Oh. Well, uh, suppose I say hammer. What would you say? Lock. Yeah, well, that doesn't make sense. Hammer, lock. Mm, to him it does. Hammer lock is a common wrestling hold. Oh. Hey, uh, I think I got it now. Let's play. All right. Black. White. Bread. Butter. Nail. Hammer. Sugar. Uh, Sugar. Uh, sweet. Man. Uh, woman. Needle. Thread. Money. Uh, ten bucks. Yeah, ten bucks. That's what I got for me first rattler, Matt. Oh, well, that's all. Thank you, Mr. Cram. Uh, would you call David Morgan in here? And please don't mention a word of this to anyone. You understand how to play, David? Oh, of course. This is elementary to a psychologist. All right. First word is black. White. Bread. Butter. Nail. Hammer. Sugar. Coffee. Man. Woman. Needle. Thread. Money. Uh, Rona. No, uh, Nichols. That word money starts a lot of thoughts running through your mind. Yes, doesn't it? Like uh, Rona and her uh, inheritance, for instance. Now, see here, Lawton, I don't like your attitude. Uh, you want to make something of it? Uh, no. You see, I'm not the violent type. Uh, would you call Rona in here, David? Uh, yes, Miss Dean. Black. White. Bread. Butter. Nail. File. Sugar. Wheat. Man. Uh, marriage. Needle. Thread. Money. Marriage. Oh. Well, that's all, Rona. You can go back to your boyfriends now. Uh, would you send in Captain Cook, please? Well, Cookie looks like that needle didn't stick anyone. So your brilliant idea didn't turn up any clues, huh? <sighs> no clues. Game was a fizzle. Yes. Both young Morgan and Kenneth Douglas hesitated on the word money, which may or may not mean anything. The wrestler hesitated on sugar. Why, I don't know. Well, probably for the same reason David and Ken hesitated on money. Sugar probably means money to him. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like we're back where we started from. What about Rona? Oh, she hesitated on man. Of course, that's to be expected. Well, the four of them are planning to leave tonight. Guess there's nothing I can do to hold them. No, I don't suppose so. And to corner phrase, as David would say, it's worse than looking for a needle in Oh, a... don't, Jim, don't. No cliches at a time like this. Oh, I'll answer it. Hello? Yes? Oh, yes, hold the wire. It's for you, Jim, from Los Angeles. Oh, good. I've been expecting that call. Thanks. Hello? Hello, Doctor. Have you found anything? You have? Yes. Yes, thanks, Doc. Thanks a million. 
Well, what have you got to be thankful for at a time like this? Thanksgiving is four months off. The doctor figured out how a man can be murdered with a hypodermic needle and still have no traces of the poisoner's serum. Cookie, if you would call everybody into this room, I believe I can produce your murderer. Right, Jim. All right, come in here, all of you. Well, uh, did you discover anything from those tests, Mr. Lawton? Now, my theory... Save your theories for psych, too, Morgan. I've found the murderer. Yeah, but, Jim, the key word was needle, and none of them stumbled over that word. Yes, Gloria, but one of them did stumble over the word sugar. Cram, the bodyguard. So what? Sugar means money. I had it on my mind because Spiro owed me two weeks' pay. That don't prove a thing. On the contrary, Cram. It proves that you're on your way to the hot seat. Yeah, but, Jim, you still haven't explained why the word sugar is so important. Because, my dear, the word sugar didn't mean money to our friend Cram. If you'll glance at his test, you'll notice that the first thing that came to his mind when you mentioned sugar was the word sweet. A very logical reaction for a man suffering from diabetes. Are you sure you can prove that, Jim? I don't imagine you'll have any trouble convincing a jury, Cookie. I was pretty sure it was Cram when he refused that piece of cake at dinner. And as a diabetic... Cram would know that an overdose of insulin through a hypodermic needle could kill. That the sugar that remained in Spiro's system, even after his death, would eat up the evidence. Oh, it was very clever, Mr. Cram. Ah, oh, double talk. Stay where you are, Cram. I've got you covered. Yeah, I killed him, all right. He treated me like a slave. Thought I wasn't good enough for his daughter. And me, uh, a wrestling champ. Well, champ, it looks like this is one fall you lose. Now I know there is such a thing as poetic justice. Well, how do you mean, Gloria? Hmm, because our friend, who couldn't eat his cake and have it, too, is going to be brought to justice by a man named Cookie. Now, time out for Hollywood beauty advice. This is the beauty ritual followed by many lovely Hollywood stars. The famous Woodbury Beauty Nightcap with Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. At bedtime, cleanse skin thoroughly, deeply with Woodbury. When you touch your skin in the morning, you'll notice an appealing, glowing new charm. Try Woodbury for as little as ten cents. Then, when your fresh loveliness brings compliments and flattery from the date who rates with you, get Woodbury's $1.25 economy size. That's W-O-O-D-B-U-R-Y. Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream for complete complexion care. Tune in again next week at this same time for Woodbury's double feature, Luella Parsons with exclusive news about your favorite movie stars and another thrill and laugh-packed story with Dennis O'Keefe and Constance Moore in Hollywood Mystery Time. Music on this program was arranged and conducted by Charles Hathaway. This is James Doyle saying goodnight for Woodbury for the skin you love to touch. This is the American Broadcasting Company.